We all have a story, and all Star Wars fans have a Star Wars story. Join James as he talks with a special guest each episode to share their Star Wars story. Here's James! This is the Outlander Club. I'm James Zealy, and this is the story where we talk to Star Wars fans about their Star Wars fandom story from top to bottom for now. Today, I got Darth Ward, Rob McDonald. Join me, Rob. What's up? Good, James. Uh, good to be back here again. I mean, that's two. Two, two videos in one month. It's, it's, it's been a while since we've done that. It's It's been a while since you've been on the channel, so it is great uh, to have you here. Thank you so much for joining me on the uh, on the show today to talk the Star Wars journey that mm -hmm. you have been on. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a long, long show. So I hope you don't have any plans until like midnight tonight because we're going all the way. It's <laughs> We're going all the wow. way. Wow, well, I, I, I'm gonna have to pre-order some uh, Uber Eats or something like that because we'll, we'll need, I'll need some sustenance at some point for sure. Yeah, you're gonna halfway through. We'll have the Uber Eats come in, and we'll be good to go. All right, let's get started. Rob, you like Star Wars? Uh, you come on this channel when you feel like it to talk about Star Wars, uh, and usually you feel like it in December. Uh, but let's get let's get right to it. Uh, how? Wh what is your first memory of of Star Wars? So my first, uh, I, I guess, unlike a lot of people, probably came to Star Wars a little later than uh, uh, one would expect. Like, uh, I always, like, just knew about Star Wars when I was, like, a really young kid. But I hadn't, I, I did not see a Star Wars movie until I was 10 years old. It took, uh, uh, 10 years old is the first time I saw uh, Star Wars A New Hope. I still remember exactly how it was. I was just literally sitting, um, my, my mom, she had her boyfriend, they were sitting on the couch. And then the, we started this movie and I just sat up. I was like about like five feet from the TV. I probably shouldn't have been that close, but I was just <laughs> uh, sitting there and I was just it was watching it like that. What's that, sir? It was the nineties. That's where you sat back. No, no, totally. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And it, well, we also didn't have 75 inch TVs. And yeah, stuff exactly. like that. It was like a, like a 40 inch tube or like a 32 inch tube or tube TV or something like that. Right. Was it so, one of the ones in like the wooden, like it was in the wooden box, like the whole, or was it like the very nineties where it was all like black and plastic? It was very black and plastic. It yeah. was an RCA. An RCA oh, TV, 90s. yeah, classic <laughs> RCA nineties, uh, um, yeah, and, and just sat there watching on the VHS player. That that was my first time watching uh, Star Wars and New Hope, and turned into like a three day process where every day we watched a New Hope, then Empire Strikes Back, then Return of the Jedi. So you're ten years old. Um, I know how old you are, which means the special edition. These weren't the special editions that you're watching, but you're coming close to the special editions. Having watched these, being you know. 11 12 did the special editions resonate at all with you was that something that as a child you were like oh there's new there's a new version of star wars we should watch or were you just content with what you had or do you just not remember oh i 100 wanted to watch the special editions i mean the fact that i came to it a little bit later also meant like that i was like oh they have a new version of these movies mm -hmm. so these are gonna look even better than my rca tv I will love to watch uh, watch uh, this stuff. Um, so yeah, it, it wasn't like near and dear to my heart like it would be for some other fandom. And it's like you know, whenever they release re-release a new version, sometimes people like you know get upset. I was ten years old. I I was not going to be upset about this. I was just happy the fact that it was like 
oh, these movies are coming back onto the big screen and I can, and I can watch them again in, you know, better graphics and all that type of stuff. So I was just excited to be able to see them in that way. Um, and uh, yeah, these, because these ones, I still have the original VHS copies like that. I actually watched these movies on somewhere. Um, just, uh, yeah, I can't see them right now, but, uh, yeah. They, were, were they the original purchased versions. or were they taped off TV? No, no, they, they were their legitimate versions. They were the, like the, uh, the Star Wars versions. Like, I forget. It's like a black and blue, like VHS set where it has like, uh, Vader's face, um, uh, Stormtrooper's face and Yoda's face on each yeah. of the VHSs. So we're, we're doing these all week and everybody has, almost everybody has mentioned those VHS and what they've meant <laughs> What yes. they meant to everybody. It's, it, but I think that kind of speaks to like Star Wars, and the fact that you know that that this week I've done six of these, and the fact or there will be six by the week. But with the the fact that everybody had a copy of those, right? Like like depend whether you were born in the eighties or nineties, everybody has a memory of those VHS tapes. That's that that that's kind of impressive for a time. That means like that means that was a big deal to own star Wars like that at that time. Yeah, no, it was. And it's like, it's still like, I, I have not watched those things in a very, very long time, but I'm almost thinking of as I have a VHS player in my, in my uh, basement. Um, maybe one day I'm going to bust out that VHS player and just watch them again on that. And, you know, I don't know what it's going to look like on a 4k TV, but uh, <laughs> I'd be curious to see what it would look like gonna look pretty amazing so did you see the yes. special editions in the theater did anyone take you to see it or or did you have to wait for a while no i did see them in the theater um yeah and i was just perplexed about, about like just seeing them in on the big screen now those movies that i was literally sitting there watching on every time and just up to the screen just being like wow like these these movies are amazing. And then, you know, also getting the fun commentary from my mom and my uh, mom's boyfriend about uh, from behind me every now and then. I still the remember when uh, we watched, we were watching return of the Jedi and my mom's boyfriend just started going. It's like um, when um, Leia in her bounty on her suit was walking over to, mm -hmm. to take Han out of the uh, carbonate uh, chamber. Um, she, uh, like, again, when we watch that movie, you don't know that Boosh is Leia right if mm -hmm. you watch it for the first mm -hmm. time right there's no like you know full-on telling you that that's leia but the way she was uh, the way she was walking across it as as uh Bush, um my mom's boyfriend steve who just said it's like oh see that's that that character's walking like a woman that's leia <laughs> <laughs> that was his commentary at that point i was like as like a 10 year old kid i wasn't predicting it at that point yeah, quite yeah, yet. Yeah. so i was just like i was like oh it's leia and i was like but also it's like <laughs> about spoilers before spoilers right like yeah, it's yeah. like he now <laughs> it's like, owns oh. a very he owns a spoiler blog now he runs a spoiler blog and he just finished yeah. december ruining spider-man for everybody <laughs> right 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 exactly <laughs> oh my goodness but did you so did you end up owning them on on uh, vhs because you had the other copies did you get these ones on vhs or was that a big no you already own these so the special editions i never owned on vhs i own them later on dvd like I bought them later on, uh -huh. on DVD, but I never actually owned the the spe special edition on VHS. Yeah, I just absolutely. had the that original VHS copy that one the ones I told you about. Special editions come, you go see it, you find out that Leia is Bush. You leave. <laughs> You're just stuck with your your VHS copies. Then this little movie called The Phantom Menace is announced and comes out. Do 
you might have been too young for the i don't know if you have any memories of the trailer if you do share those um but if not did you see that in the theater and what was your did you have like a hype going into that or were you just a kid who was kind of you know i mean because look we you know, when you're adults, you're like, well, Star Wars. But when you're a kid, it's like Star Wars, sure. But then you have, you know, for you, you would have had like Power Rangers and maybe Ninja Turtles and whatever else was out at that time. You know, Cyber Sharks from Mars or whatever they were. But you know, like there was things like mice there. from Mars, yes. Yeah, biker mice from Mars, uh, street sharks. Those are the street sharks. You put them together, yeah. Yeah, put them together. That's listen to me. The mice and sharks, they naturally yeah. go together. <laughs> they go together. But you know, kids, kids have things and like, and, and, and just because one might be a higher quality or whatever to a kid that makes no difference. They like what they like. So was this something that, that caught your attention at a young age? Oh, 100% caught my attention. Um, when you're talking about like the trailer, exactly. I don't have a direct memory as like the first time I saw it. I remembered loving it though, when I saw it, um, but it wasn't a case where it was like, Oh, like, when you ask certain other people that were a bit older, they were just like, Oh yeah, I, I bought that ticket to meet Joe black just to watch the, uh, yeah. uh, the trailer for the phantom menace. Right. And then it's like, Oh, then you, you, you see the trailer and then you leave right away to not watch meet Joe black, poor, poor meet Joe black. I mean, give, give that movie some love folks. Honestly, we, we should all watch it, uh, to make up for the fact as anybody that had bought a ticket to go see it and did not actually go see it, just it's solved for the trailer. Well, spoiler alert, but Brad Pitt's death scene in that movie is spectacular. Spoiler alert is right because I have not seen that movie. So there you go. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it's the opening two minutes. Is it um, opening two minutes? Yeah, that would be nice. Wow. It starts, with him, it starts with him dying. Um, okay. So it's yeah, like he's it's... like uh, Drew Barrymore. Does he get stabbed by a, uh, a ghost? No, 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 killer? no. He's the main character. He's the main character oh, of the movie. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he, he anyway, he died. It's he, he, spectacular death. Spectacular death. You won't see it coming. Well, you will now. But anyway, so anyway, so this movie comes out. Phantom Menace. You're, a, you're still, a, I guess you're kind of a kid at this yeah, point. Yeah, it was great. Eight. In that, great yeah, you're eight, getting so. to that age where you're kind of a little snot. You know, where you're kind of going to become a jerk soon. Like, you're right there, right? Mm -hmm. How did you react to The Phantom Menace? So, I I still, like, I didn't, like, when, when I saw Phantom Menace, again, like, you were, just, you were describing what it was like at school. The hype was real. Like, it was, like, at school, it was, like, pretty much everybody wanted to go see this movie. Everybody was talking cool. about this movie. Like, you know, it didn't matter who you were, whether you were a jock or, you know, or anybody, like a nerd everybody was hyped to see this movie in my class. Like everybody wanted to see it. Everybody wanted to see, you know, Liam Neeson in a star Wars movie, all that type of stuff. Right. Oscar Schindler fights, uh, uh, Sith. There you go. Was, I'm sorry. Was Schindler's list really big for uh 12 year old? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, no, no, it was not. <laughs> uh, yeah. F uh, 14, 14. That's, uh, that's how old it was. 14 year olds. Like we, we gotta go watch Schindler's list. It's historic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a, it was a movie I had seen by that point, but it was also like you know it was just I think it was because my mom referred to it like that. And she's like, "Oh, Oscar Schindler, Oscar Schindler, right?" Wow. It was a yeah, yeah, it's playing. It's gonna be the Star Wars movie, uh, but it was like uh, yeah, the hype was real, and it was like just going to see this movie. Uh, some people like to say like you know they saw Phantom Menace and they hated it immediately. That was not the case for me. It was just seeing a brand new Star Wars movie. You know, even though you know I wasn't this. I was diehard by that point, but, you know, I hadn't been diehard for, you know, ever since I was 
five years old or something like that, right? I, I had been diehard as a Star Wars fan for about four years at that point, right? Ever since I saw those VHSs uh, there in the living room. So um, I, when, I, when I saw that movie, I just loved it. I wanted to see it multiple times. I, uh, we had play, plays, like little mini uh, like acted plays that we would do. I, I reenacted and re rewrote um, the, the final fi battle between uh, Maul, uh, Obi-Wan, and Qui-Gon as as a part, part of the thing it was me and me and two other friends and we were just like let's do star wars and then i wrote re, re, basically kind of like rewrote a little mini uh script that uh, involved us you know me playing uh uh qui-gon and dying first because you know i'm 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 the orchestrator of this all so i'm okay with going going out going out first right and putting the <laughs> focus on them um yeah, yeah. and uh so that's what it was it was just basically a small little dialogue scene and then like you know uh very sloppily uh uh choreographed sword fight is what i would basically say <laughs> that led to me dying in about two, in about uh three strokes and then uh or my darth maul character dying um five strokes later <laughs> i think i think being a child will will, will uh forgive you on the sloppy sort of uh Right. So I think that's we, that's we, we weren't we weren't choreo choreographers, excuse me. No, uh, no, as much as we would like to be, and you're still not. That's <laughs> fourteen. <laughs> um, did you get toys? Like, because you're at you're at an, again, like you're at such an awkward age where toys aren't. You know, you kind of are out of, out of the toys, but you're still something's still kind of holding you in. Did you get toys for the Phantom Menace or any merchandise from the Phantom Menace? So yes, Phantom Menace. Um, okay, when you're talking about this, you know, little snot type of a thing, this yeah. was a case where it's like, you know, I'm admitting to something, and uh, you know, I'm I'm admitting something for the whole class. <laughs> but actually, in the case of the Phantom Menace toys, um, they were shoplifting items. Oh, good, good, good. Yes, good. I know, yeah, I know. I um, Kids are so, jerks. Yeah, I know. So it was, uh, it, it was just a case where it was like they were shoplifting ones, and then it's like every every person would come come in with their one. So it was like, oh, this this person went in to go shoplifted uh, Obi Wan uh, oh, wow. right off the bat. So this person shoplifted Qui Gon, and then after af after that, you start you start getting to the other ones, right? Like so, basically, when whenever they they brought them in for, that they shoplifted these figures it was like everybody should come in with a different figure, right? So it's like, oh, the, uh, you know, uh, Steve over there, he already shoplifted Obi-Wan. So if you're going to shoplift one, you better not bring an Obi-Wan. You better shoplift somebody else, right? So it was like some, where, somebody would come in with a Kiati Mundi and they'd just be like, it was like the, the local sellers was, was, was unfortunately the, uh, the, um, the, the unfortunate, uh, actor was that, was all that, that, the get that then turned into a target and now is a whatever exactly yes the exact one that you're uh you're you're thinking of that whole area looks like it gets shoplifted quite frequently still to this day unfortunately <laughs> yes so uh yeah that was that was basically the thing there and but regardless of me you know possibly or maybe maybe not being part of this you know little clique of shoplifters i did buy uh, a fair bit of the uh, other star wars figures because it was also like a case where it was like Oh, before the movie came out, and like there's this new character. It's like he looks so cool. He's got the floppy ears, or they're hanging there, and he's got the snout and stuff like that. Jar Jar Binks, he's gonna be a high ticket item, like you know, that, that every every kid's gonna want. And you know, even though I was not um uh as a 14 year old, like 
I did not hate the movie. Jar Jar was not one that after I saw the movie, I was like, I glad I got this the Jar Jar Binks figure. I was kind of like, oh, he was one of the less cool characters in the movie. And the, the, obviously, after after it all, everybody wanted Darth Maul stuff, right? So yeah, Darth Maul was the, the I, real one. He, he he yeah, he's the face of he's he, it's weird. He he's barely in it, and he's the face of the prequel trilogy. Really, when mm-hmm. you think about it, it's like Darth Maul is is the prequel trilogy. Well, yeah, those foreign figures. It was just like you know, you, you almost knew like who was going to be the face of it all because they would come yeah. with the figure, and then there would be the the, the uh, cardboard box, and then there was a mall face right there, right? Yeah. Like it was Absolutely. like. So, so you get you steal all of your figures. Only um, <laughs> only one, only one. Sure, sure, only one. And you're on the black market, whatever. You're running from the cops. Three years go by, and when you are, uh, you know, a young a young team, three years is a is a substantial amount of time because you go from a young teen to late teens and you're you're you go from a snotty little kid to just straight up jerk at this point like let's be honest teenagers are the worst people on the planet so you you get to that point except for teenagers that listen to rebel scum pod yes you guys are the best no but you know teenagers you have to when you're a teenager, you're young and you're dumb and, and you're, I'm not going to say the rest, but you're young and you're dumb and you're trying to like, you're trying to prove something that you can't prove yet because you haven't been through it. So you go through those three years, you probably think that your opinion is the greatest. Do you go see Attack of the Clones? Do you remember when the title for Attack of the Clones was announced? Uh, the title... The title, no. I, I I thought I had some memory, but it's, it would be very vague or anything like that. It was just kind of like the new Star Wars movies coming out, Attack of the Clones, and just like, okay, <laughs> gotta go see Attack <laughs> of the Clones. Yeah, that's that's that was kind of it, and it was like, um, yeah, I remember I remember exactly where I saw Attack of the Clones actually, and it was at at that uh, remember the movie theater that you know if, people that don't know know, know the series won't. <laughs> care all that much but it's like in mississauga they had that one movie theater that was inside square one like no, they had I that just... oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. At the top. yeah yeah i know yeah, yeah, yeah. like not not, I not saw the a movie there yeah yeah so and, and that's actually where i saw attack of clones in that in that in that theater over there and it was cool because somebody because you're a kid and stuff like that you had people that were working various jobs and somebody actually worked in that uh attack of clones theater and mm-hmm. so the cool thing that I had, and I, I I don't know where it came from, was that afterwards when all the posters were coming out, I got one of the uh, posters that they put up in that oh. in that uh, theater afterwards for Attack of Clones. Um, and so that was kind of cool, just the, the fact that you know you know, you know somebody that's in there, and it's just like the posters are going away, and they, they grab them and they start giving them out to people. And I was mm-hmm. I was luckily uh, one of the people that got to get get one. So. so I had Attack of the Clones poster in my dorm room in college. I had that Spider-Man and a Scooby-Doo poster. And made and uh, the Pulp Fiction poster. Those are the ones I had. I had made. Um, no Boondock Saints? No, no Boondock Saints. <laughs> made. made it was, yeah, it was made. Uh, Scooby-Doo. But not the movie. Like the cartoon Scooby-Doo just randomly oh. I had. It was just this random Scooby-Doo poster. Not Matthew uh, Lillard. No, it was the cartoon. I think the movie wasn't even out when I got the poster. And then, I, and then it was uh, Attack of the Clones and Spider Man. The original Sam Raimi Spider Man posters were what covered my dorm room walls back in college in, in the year two thousand and whatever it was one or two. What were your impressions of that movie now? So that was the first one where, like, I did not like overtly dislike it. I was just like. 
you know, now now coming to 2002 where that when that movie came out, so I would have been 17. So I was at that point kind of like I watched it and it was awesome for all the effects and the action and all that stuff. But it was the first time I exited the theater watching a Star Wars movie where I felt maybe a little bit like lukewarm. Like I would say, I was just kind of like, huh, that was good. It was fine. Like I was more, it was more like that, more of a reaction. It was, it was even, like I said, as a 14 year old leaving Phantom Menace, I was still under the impression. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is awesome and stuff like that. Right. But that was the first time I ever exited a theater where I kind of felt like, lukewarm but it was like at the same time i still loved star wars so it wasn't a case where it was like this movie sucks this movie is the worst movie i've ever seen it was just a case where it was just like it was like oh i love star wars but this one was like first time i was like i don't know (laughs) but i I would still go on to see it i I, one more time in the theater as well and i would still watch it like on dvd and stuff like that when i got it so did it's because you're you're older teen now did you did you buy any merchandise from Attack of the Clones, or were you past that? Oh, you did. Okay, I so I was now. I was because even like as a kid, where I didn't really get into that, but spoiler alert, you know I do like uh, Boba Fett. So um, even though like you know I wasn't buying figures and stuff like that, when I saw that you know this character called Jango Fett wearing you know similar helmet and all and stuff was in it, I was just like you know I don't collect Star Wars to- toys anymore, but I still went out of the way where I was just like, I got to get a Jango Fett figure. Uh-huh. And he was the hard, he was a hard to find figure all over the place. Like I, I remember calling like Walmart and stuff like that being like, Hey, do you have Jango Fett figure? And it's like, and it's like, Oh yeah, we do. It's like, yeah. Oh, can you put it aside for me? Yeah, no problem. And then I get on my uh, number six bus here in Mississauga to, to, to take the bus all the way over there only to find out that the thing that they put aside for me was Jango Fett slave one ship. And they didn't actually have the Jango Fett figure. So it was like, uh, it was like, Oh, stupid Walmart. Like I wanted the figure. I wanted the figure. Um, so that was a hunting process for me where I just, I just wanted this Jango Fett figure. I didn't really buy much else of that uh, merchandise. Obviously, that was more the points where it started going downhill a little bit. Like, you know, even with Phantom Menace with the figures, things were yeah. starting to head downhill a little well, bit. At least you but, weren't shoplifting at this point. That's a, no, that's a no, point. no. And uh again, not, not to make too not to make too much out of it, but yeah, it was it was it was, it was a weird phase that uh, uh I guess the <laughs> the group of uh, group group of kids that we were a part of where it was just yeah. like you bring in one. And uh, that that's all it was was just one. Sorry, sorry, ha- sorry, Hasbro. It was it was one. <laughs> sure. well, Hasbro listens to this, so yes. <laughs> I was sure that you did. You're I, finishing. I, I, by the time this is over, high school is wrapping up for you. High school wraps up, then you move on to uh, college. I, or did you go to college? I don't know. We won't. That's not what this is about. But if Revenge of the Sith comes out. Probably around the time you would have been in, or just finished. Probably in college, you would have been in. I was in college at that point. Yeah, yeah. doing uh, my liberal arts program over at the wonderful Humber. Well, there you go. So you're in this program. This movie, Revenge of the Sith, comes. This is the the end of Star Wars as we know it. You were a fan for ten years at this point. Now, like officially ten years at this point, you are have been a Star Wars mm-hmm. fan. You've suffered through Attack of the Clones. Uh, you you shoplifted your way through the Phantom Menace. Is the hype for Revenge of the Sith after your experience with Hacker Clones? Is the hype for Revenge of the Sith uh, the same? Is it massive, or is it kind of like, well, I'll you know, I'll, I'll still go see this movie because of like Star Wars, or or were you just like Star Wars is the best? I'm going. 
So Star Revenge of the Sith hype for me was actually gigantic. It was it might have been bigger than Phantom Menace to be honest, because it was just like at that point in your life, you know, you just kind of have your crew, uh, core group of fr friends yeah. for the most part, right? And you have your college like you know friends and stuff like that. But I was still like uh, friends with my high school friends. We had our group of people that we just love to hang out with. And uh, for that one, it was probably one of my first like marathon times. Because what we literally did, we had the midnight showing uh, tickets for uh, Revenge of the Sith there at the uh, uh, Rathburn Theater. And what we literally did was for that whole day ahead of time, we watched um, Phantom Menace, we watched Attack of the Clones, and we didn't stop there. We watched the uh, the anime self stated shows uh, like uh, the Clone Wars series as well. We wanted to build up with it, even with that, wow. right? So we watched all the episodes of that and then building up to going to the theater. And of course, uh, 2005 was still the time where um, you couldn't get reserved seating. And this was Revenge of the Sith. So we literally showed up, I think, like an hour and a half or two hours early out, uh, in lines up out, uh, outside with uh, people dressed up as Jedis and, you know, with their lightsabers and all that type of stuff, even at this theater. So. It was a it was pretty special and a pretty special day because it was pretty much uh, another Star Wars day, like the first time I did a Star Wars day building up to it. So I think that's really what uh, turned out to make it uh, a very special day in general. You're big on on the marathons. Do you still do that when you go see a Star Wars movie? Do you still have like a, a day where you're like, I'm going to sit and watch all the Star Wars? No, unfortunately not, because, you know, even at that time, even though I was in college and, you know, it was it was heading towards the end of the year, we probably would have been done actually by that point, I think, or our, our, our semester. So there was nothing really to do and um, didn't have a job aside from a part time job, but just still kind of living at home. So it was just a case where you could just devote a whole day like like that to it. You know, it's a little harder now, like, especially with jobs and, you know, uh, work to just do something like that. So as much as I like to do it, um, it's a little harder to do now than it would have been in 2005. Yeah, no, completely. So what were your thoughts in the, during the movie and after the movie about Revenge of the Sith? Did it live up to your expectations? Yeah, it 100% did. Um, it was like, you know, the case where it was like, you, you were watching all these movies up until then, and it was it, pretty much all of them just built up to one big uh, lightsaber fight. And the yeah. fact that this was the first one that really kind of like had multiple really big lightsaber fights, like, you know, we're talking about like four really big ones, yeah. right? Like, like when it's Dooku versus Anakin and Obi-Wan to uh, um, Grievous versus Obi-Wan ver to uh, Yoda versus Palpatine. Uh, well, and, and even and even uh, Palpatine versus um, Amis Windu was in there too. And then, of course, the big climactic one, the, the gigantic one, Obi Wan versus Anakin. So it was just this big, like, cinematic event that was uh, the culmination of it all. See how Darth, uh, how, Ana how Ana Anakin becomes Darth Vader, and um, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty pretty darn huge. And it was like just the fact that the 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 scope of that movie and what you what you get out of that movie was more than enough to have me buzzing for a very very long time you're at like that awkward age now where college college is rap like you know you're in you're in college so now in high school you get toys you're you're a loser but now you're in college and now if you get toys you're a collector 
did you get anything for Revenge of the Sith? How big of a deal was it for you to track down, uh, I don't know, a one-handed Windu or something? Like, did you get anything going into it, and did you have fun on hunts? No, so that was the first one where I, I didn't really get any toys from from that okay. one. I, I wasn't I wasn't buying really at that point with the toys. Oh. I was uh, more about like you know just the uh, buying all the DVDs and stuff like that. And you're talking about the Clone oh. Wars show and all that stuff and and watching that. Um, not, like the Clone Wars two D. Uh, yes, yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, my yeah. I, I, you know that's my favorite. I'm, I love that one. I love that one too. And it was a case where it was like, uh, yeah, that, that was more where my collecting was. It wasn't, I wasn't really buying up the figures at that point. Of course that would change later, but, <laughs> uh, what was that? Point... Did you go to get those DVDs? What was that store in the, in square one called, uh, where you would buy. Do you mean HMV or did you mean? No, it's where it? sunrise is now. What was that place? It was called something else back in the two, early 2000, late 2000s. It was called, um, Oh man, they sold a bunch of like hard to find DVDs and stuff in there. What I'm was trying it to call. Uh, yeah, it's I, I, where HMV and Sunrise is now, but I can't remember what it's called. I got actually, I bought this there. Super Mario. So Brothers. this was before before HMV. You're talking about like before yeah, HMV yeah, was it was there? called something else. Oh okay. Uh, I can't remember what it was. Anyway, so yeah, just wondering if uh, that's where you went for that stuff. But it sounds like it wasn't. So let's move. On. No, <laughs> let's no. Move on. So what? Like, but so we're. These easy find to these uh the Clone Wars and stuff at like Walmart's and stuff like that. Was it easy to find? Sorry, say repeat that again. To find these at Walmart's, like these DVDs at Walmart's for you to watch. Yeah, so it was like uh it was I was I was buying them at like uh Future Shop and stuff like that. So I was able to get like the first uh volume of it and uh, uh that one. And I wouldn't actually get volume two until much later. It was a case Me too. Where it was like yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> And uh, with with volume two, it was like uh, uh, you know, downloading started becoming a thing around that time as well. Uh, so. Yes, yes, yeah. So, so you went from shoplifting <coughs> in one capacity to shoplifting in a new capacity. Good, good, good. You you bookended the prequels the same way. Perfect, perfect. Well, again, we we've had this discussion about Call that one because some of that stuff. It's just so hard to find. If I could have literally bought volume two, I would have like, and that, that would have been the best way to watch it. Not watch it off of this, you know, crummy little download and, and stuff like that, because that's, you know, we were watching it all and we, we got to watch them all on, 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 on the screen and whatnot. And that those watching those ones was like the worst like experience more so because, you know, Watching them on DVDs isn't the same thing as watching as a 4K now, but at that time it might as well have been that different. Like okay. because downloads weren't the same way that they were they are nowadays, right? Like oh no, and they yeah, took a no. lot longer. No, and you would get like four viruses by by the time you found the one that wasn't <laughs> right. a virus. Right. No, I I actually I'm I'm saying that, but I'm I'm mostly joking, and I know I, you know I've never been able to. I still don't know how to download movies illegally. Like I've never been able to really figure it out. Uh, usually uh, I pay for them, Rob, because I'm a good person. No, I have to find someone else to get it for because I don't know how the heck to do that. I just can't figure it out. The internet is beyond me. We'll say that it is far beyond me. But let's move on from Revenge of the Sith and your stealing. We'll go <laughs> now. There's like. This is now so for me it was it was like the late eighties to like most of the nineties half the nineties was my dark times. Now we're into your dark times. There's no Star Wars promise. We get the Clone Wars. Are you into the new Clone Wars? The 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 
3D, the computer Clone Wars? Or did you get into that? Or was this still, or were you kind of like, I've moved on from Star Wars for, for a while. Maybe for, at this point, maybe forever. Maybe you're like, Star Wars is something I'm going to enjoy, but it's going to be these six movies and this cartoon that I like. But this new cartoon isn't for me, and that's fine. So, yeah, it was never about, like, um, I, it never really died out for me. It kind of just more died out like you know when i'm talking about the group of friends that we we were with and it was like you know we, we got into revenge of sith and stuff like that it was just after that point it, the star wars flame kind of died down uh -huh. with the group of friends for the most part and they weren't interested in watching like you know the animated thing like literally i think the only reason they watched the clone wars anime thing was they thought like you know we a lot of us thought that that was kind of connected right that was supposed to be taking place in between attack of clones and uh, revenge of the sith so now when this show came out uh, they weren't in really interested in watching it, but I still did. I was I was trying to watch as much of it as possible. I never watched the uh, Clone Wars movie in theaters. I only watched them in the, originally in the separated yeah. like uh, episode blocks, like when they came out like that as part of the show. Um. So, but yeah, it was still a case where it was like every week I pretty much needed to keep up on the uh, on the on the Clone Wars craze. Like I was still like very much interested like in from day one you were all in on the clone Wars. well i'm not gonna say day one because obviously i didn't go to see the movie in theater, oh no no but said, when it but, came yeah. out on tv though yes when it came on tv i was trying to watch it uh, like on, on tv all all the time as best as best i could and okay, so, uh yep go on no 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 yeah so it was just like it was obviously a different type of experience because it wasn't like we didn't really have a full-on tv show really to watch up until that point that was star wars mm -hmm. related so it was kind of cool just keeping up with each of the storylines and you know even though they would put them in the um roughly about three or four episode blocks right every time whether it was uh each one and just yeah it was it, it was a fun experience just watching in general it never got me as invested as i was um when i went to go watch either you know attack of clones or Revenge of the sith or phantom menace well now let's move on to this point in time okay. uh George Lucas says, no, there's no more Star Wars. And then all of a sudden, uh, in 2012, it is announced that Disney has purchased Lucasfilm. And not only have they purchased Lucasfilm, but they're making episodes 7, 8, and 9. So let's stick with just that. What were your, what were your thoughts when that acquisition uh, occurred? I mean, I was very much uh, excited for it, like, especially at that time when, when you look at what Disney was. Um, they had just bought um, Marvel just a couple years before that, um, and the gold that they were really putting out over there, right? Like with with the MCU properties was pretty huge. And now the fact that they were buying that and then you know giving us more Star Wars on the big screen was very exciting. And I was very like, yeah, I I think we like texted like almost immediately afterwards after it, after it happened. That that was pretty uh, pretty pretty darn cool. Yeah, I think the I think. There's a few things I've said before. That there's a quote from Lucas about how Star Wars is basically a Disney movie anyway. But then the other thing is, is exactly that Star the the Marvel what they were doing with Marvel at that point kind of gave me hope with what they could do with Star Wars, and mm -hmm. and so I was really thrilled. But then there's another uh, shoe dropped in that, and that's that they canceled the Clone Wars. So as a Clone Wars fan, how did you feel about that? So I was a little disappointed because again, like you know, we had invested by that point. I think it was what. Um, I, I forget how long, how many seasons Clone Wars is now, but it was five seasons at that point, and then the sixth five, yeah. came out on Netflix later. Uh, but it was um, 
yeah, to not just not get like you know more of a definitive end for Ahsoka and whatnot was a little disappointing for me at that time. But I think it was a case where it was like, um, what I'm excited about is this big, and then it's like the, the, this yeah. is the disappointment a little bit, right? So um, the good outweighed the the bad. One hundred percent, yes, the good outweighed the bad. Um, so I was I was even though I was disappointed that you know. I wouldn't get to keep watching Clone Wars as I had for a couple years by that point. By that point, uh, the uh, overarching news completely uh, overwhelmed me and made me very happy. Well, you might have been happy in 2012 when you heard the news, but he had, you know, there was, it was, I don't know, there was some turbulence getting to the release of the Phantom Menace in 2015. We had to, you know, first they're like, we have a writer, they don't have a director, then they have a director. What were your thoughts? Because um, you're a big, you're a movie guy, so you're a big Pixar guy. So you would have known Michael Arndt from his work on on Toy Story three. Were you excited about his hiring then? But then, subsequently, were you also excited about J.J. Abrams hiring? But then they got rid of Arndt. How how did that how did that play in your mind? So I Arndt I wasn't as familiar with like uh, at at that point. Yes, I I knew him from that stuff, but it was J.J. that I was utterly familiar with because um i was watching a little show called lost um and i was a gigantic fan of that show uh up until up until it ended like i jumped on that train almost immediately and uh yeah it was the fact that he was involved with that show and now that guy's going to go and do a star wars movie the guy that you know did mission impossible 3 really dig that movie was going to be doing star wars was uh very exciting to me and you know also you know I'm not even mentioning the fact that he was just doing Star Trek before that, right? Yeah. And you know, that that's that's very exciting. So, um, yeah, that that's the main part that got me uh, very much invested in it because you know I loved majority of the stuff that he had and JJ had done at that point. So, seeing his take on a Star Wars movie was very interesting to me at that point. And then opening night, I was with you. You went to go see. The Force Awakens, did it live up to expectations for you? Were you gung ho on? You're like, okay, we're, Star Wars is back. Let's keep going. It absolutely lived up to expectations for me. I mean, it was a case where I was just giddy throughout the whole movie. I got goosebumps so many times in that movie. It was insane. And it was the most excited I'd been to see a movie for a second time at that point uh, that it. It had been forever because I remember we saw that on the Thursday night uh, screening, and uh, I already had my tickets to see it the second time uh-huh. on uh, Saturday morning. It was an 11 a.m. show, and uh, it was a case where I was literally having uh, a Christmas party the night before at a friend's place, and uh, I was literally and I was going to see the movie with with these same friends that same day. So it was like literally Christmas party the the night before drinking going to sleep wake up in the morning going to go see force awakens again so um yeah it, we, we had a pretty big record for us uh, uh seeing that movie right um, how many times did you wind up seeing that movie in theater i think i only saw four it was only four? Oh, okay yeah i think i tapped out of four you you know you and brock saw it over six i think you saw it seven i saw it seven yeah seven, it was yeah. six for the longest time but then it was and even then- seven the the seven one clocked in at because I believe it was February and uh, I went to go visit a friend in, in Calgary, my friend, Andrew. And uh, while we were over there in, in Calgary, I asked him, it's like, Oh, so what did you think of uh, force awakens? And he's just like, Oh, I never saw it. 
It's like you never saw it. And then <laughs> it's just in the less... car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I we, we went. It. I believe I bought his ticket, and we went to go see Force Awakens. So because I saw it on the yeah the Thursday, and the Sunday for my dad's birthday, and then the the Tuesday. New Year's Day. Yeah, and then Tuesday in the D box we went, and right. then and then yeah New Year's Day, and I think that's it. And uh, I, yeah, we, I we wanted to see it in every format. I remember that. Yeah, well. yeah, it didn't happen. That was a big but thing. I remember, <laughs> well, back then that was close. But I remember, yeah, I I was maxed out after four. I was ma- actually I think I was maxed out after three, and the fourth one was uh, it was also New yeah, it was New Year's Eve and like what like eleven a.m. Like I was really tired. Was it New Year's Eve? <laughs> It was, it was New, New Year's Eve, Eve in oh, Belleville. Okay. Yeah, it was New Year's Eve. I was really tired. And uh, that one was, a, I remember that one it was a struggle to stay awake. I was just so tired. I don't think it was the movie necessarily, but it, anyway, yeah, I only saw that many, which is the most I think I've seen a movie in the theater since I worked in the theater where I saw some movies six times. But it was free, though. You didn't pay. So this right. is the most I've paid to see a movie. So you love this one. Does your shoplifting come back? Did you get any collect? Was there anything that you were like, I've got to collect this from this from this uh, movie? So uh, it was like I think your hype in it got me got me back into get, getting some of the, some, some of this uh, stuff because I remember you were getting a bunch of stuff and and let's not forget our uh, our days of going to uh, the Disney store in uh, in uh, uh, Square One trying to get the new uh, Elite Series figure right. The, that the, was so much fun. Just- it was a ridiculous but it was fun <laughs> yeah yeah i remember that it was a lot of fun just getting like the um the ticket right and how did it work yeah. again you got the ticket and you weren't going to find out if you got one until you had to wait like an hour and then they did a draw and if they drew your name you got to pay <laughs> for the the elite because they only got like i think that there was pre there was darth maul there were An- darth maul anakin grievous uh, darth maul anakin grievous and then there was a stormtrooper boba fett and vader Yes, were the six that they did that for, but they also had elites for. Yeah, they did them for each bought. episode, right? Like each, yeah, each. and I love them. Yeah, so we you'd have to show up, put your name in a draw, then an hour later they pulled your name. But the the prequels, I think our our Disney store only got like between six to eight of them for those three, and then the originals, I think it was between eight and six. they got a little bit more. Mm. I think it was eight and sixteen for the original trilogy ones, and then, um. Yeah, I know they did it for Force Awakens, but it was ridiculous because they just had like four hundred thousand of them in stock. But yeah, that it was fun. It was it was six weeks of. Uh, of I remember that there. one guy that kept on showing up over oh, there, okay. and it was like obvious that he wanted to buy them just to, so he could resell them or something like that. Yes, and he was getting so upset yeah. every time that he uh, didn't get them. I I uh, lucked out. I got picked every single time. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I got, that, yeah, I. I, I you you lucked out. You didn't, which was unfortunate. But you lucked out and were able to get like Grievous later on on the shelf. Like they right. put them on the shelf, like two copies of them on the shelf, and you were like you lucked out and got a Grievous one. Yeah, yeah, that was that was after market because I think it was a few months later that they wound up getting mm-hmm. them like just on the uh, on the, on the shelf. They started getting a whole bunch of those ones that were were draws um, uh, just before Force Awakens, right? Because all those were before Force Awakens was coming out, right? In the build up to it, yeah. The, then they had a Poe Ray with a lightsaber and a maskless Kylo Ren, unmasked Kylo Ren, and those were That's the right. ones for that. The and day of, I got all for Force Awakens. Yeah, the yeah. day of release, and I remember Fanta- Andrew Fantasia came and were like, "Do not look at these." 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because he had not seen that movie yet at that point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. because those were released on a Friday, I think, right? And then uh, yeah, the Friday yeah. morning. Yeah, yeah. And he was going right. on the Saturday, I think, and we saw it the Thursday. So mm. yeah, but was there anything else that caught your eye from Force Awakens, or were you like, eh, I'm an adult, I'm good? So uh, yeah, there, there was definitely multiple things. I mean, uh, it was that like the, the Disney Store stuff in general was pretty cool, and then they were also releasing those sh- all the ships, right, as well. Mm-hmm. A yeah, part of it, like the the diecast ones, and so I got the Falcon for that one. Yeah, uh, so good. Yeah, and it's so cool because it was one. It's one of the few ones that I just like to take out every now and then, just because of how like solid and yeah. Oh, that's yeah, that's uh, that's Kylo's Kylo the ship. Falcon yeah. is this won't fit him in the box. This is so big it won't fit in the box. The Falcon is when I get this ready, the Falcon won't be out. But yeah, the Falcon's beautiful. The Falcon's awesome. It's just like I like to take it out of the package every now and then. It's one of the few ones I just like to take out and just kind of like hold. It's so mm-hmm. it's such a beautifully constructed uh um yeah. uh fit like figure basically ship in general. So it's one that I uh that I very much liked getting. And uh aside from that, it was like the odd like black series figures that I was also getting every now and then as well. But mostly um oh and <laughs> let's not forget the uh, subway cups. Remember the, remember oh, the yes, subway the cups with subway cups, yeah. Yeah, this they have the subway cups with all the uh different Star Wars characters' faces on them and stuff like that. So that was one where was I was eating uh, a lot of subway at that time just to try to get them all. <laughs> and so well, that half, was that's half the fun of these things. It was, yes. Um and was yeah, hype, so, yep, go ahead. I was just gonna say, was your hype real for Rogue One? Was it on par with Force Wagons or was it a little bit less? Because this is a spin-off now. And we and at the time we didn't really know what what, what to expect from it, but it wasn't it wasn't Star Wars's triumphant return, right? It's a year later, it's had its triumphant return, and now this is a movie, no Jedi. We don't know what to expect from this. So where was your hype level at on this one? So it was it was still very high, like not quite as high as Force Awakens, but like you kind of said, it was like that was the big grandiose return and you know, you return to the characters, you got to see all the original characters back and all that type of stuff. This was like more of the original story. However, what really helped it stay like very high was you know, um before the movie came out is also when this podcast started up, right? Like uh hey, we started that summer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, not, not not too long before it. I remembered a part of it was uh, me being on like I think it was either the second or third episode. I can't remember what what it, which one it was, but uh, yeah, it was it was that. And then we also I still remembered uh, when I came over to Brock's place, and then the three of us sat down to do an episode, <laughs> and the Olympics were on, and we decided to do the actual reaction to yeah. the uh, R- Rogue One trailer uh, there. Uh, so that was audio uh, only too, which was a bold move on our part. Audio right. only reaction to the <laughs> trailer. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know. We didn't know where the gold was. We didn't know where the mine gold mine actually, was. Actually, was it audio only? Did we have a camera on us? I thought we did, but I don't remember. I don't know if it was actually released. We might have, but we didn't have a YouTube channel yet. We did the YouTube channel in September. Right. So I don't know what the point of that was. But yeah, we did that for the, yeah, that was a, a second episode. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah, and it was uh, it, it was really cool to just uh, do that point that part, uh, and 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 it helped build up the hype to get to Rogue One because, uh, yeah, like it, it was still like you know abnormally high, and we were, we we had our plan like you know about going to the VIP theater, getting the whole row out, and all that type yeah. of stuff, right, to watch the movie. So yeah. um, it was still like really high when it comes to uh, 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 anticipation for me for this one. 
And were your expectations met when you saw the movie? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, it was like, it was like the, maybe the, well, yeah, the most gritty star Wars movie, I would say at that point, just, you know, this war film that every time we saw them and, and we, we, we heard about all the problems about like, you know, um, behind the scenes and, you know, when it came to Gareth Edwards and whatnot with the reshoots and, and, you know, watching, speaking of the trail, watching trailers, right. Like seeing several scenes in the trailers that weren't included in the actual movie. But, um, you know, when you, when you come down to like, you know, the final battle scene, when you come out to Vader, you know, having maybe the most greatest Vader scene of all time in that movie, it was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty huge. And I remembered when, when we, um, after we saw the movie, we had our fun, um, top five thing where we did, and we did, uh, top five character, favorite characters from, uh, um, uh rogue one and uh on, on that very list i still remember i i, I he, my, my hype has died down for this character a little bit because he's not really a character but i put uh gunner number two i think i like my third <laughs> spot is the fact that he actually shot down a ship was pretty huge to me yeah <laughs> didn't take him long and i kind of wanted to write like uh, my own little like fanfic about that character about how he uh he uh, could have been on the Death Star or something like that, and uh, he might have, like, you know, helped prevent uh, the the Rebel Alliance from destroying the Death Star <laughs> had, he, had he been there, because his shot would have just completely taken out one of those uh, X-wing fighters. <laughs> Take it right <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that was a, that was a part of the fun about it. And uh, yeah, Rogue One. Rogue One was a great movie, and uh, it was a lot of fun. Rogue One yeah. was movie. The first time we saw it, I. I, I I remember I thought it was clunky off the top. And then the second time I went to go, I just loved it. It was just like, it was and actually the first viewing we left, we, I got home and Aaron and I were like, yeah, that was good. And we didn't think of anything. Like the second time she was there again. And as soon as she got, we got home, she's like, we got to watch a new hope. Like it was like, as soon as we got home, like the second yeah. viewing seemed to, it seemed to resonate more the second time we saw it, which we just, whatever it, it's an experience. That's what it was. Yeah, and one of the times I think I I watched it too was actually like I watched it um here uh, in Missaga and it was only like an hour or two after watching watching uh Rogue One where it was announced I think that Carrie Fisher passed away. Yeah, it was right, right around there. Yeah, and um after after watching it one of the, one of the times it just been be that reaction especially with how the movie just ends just made it feel a whole lot more even somber and made me feel sad because of the fact that you know you get to see a, a, a cgi version of her you know saying that line at the yeah. end and then you hear that she passed away not too long after that like just hours after watching the movie was uh was a pretty sad experience but uh you know she's our princess and you know should taken too early. Yeah, absolutely. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah, it was kind of surreal seeing like the young version of her, and then hearing that she passed right right then. Yeah. And now we have to transition into your favorite Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi. <laughs> so you see, The Force Awakens. A, a lot of people like it, but the, the hype for The Force Awakens was kind of weird. Like Rogue One kind of overtook it because I think the Vader scene is what I, like everybody loves the Vader scene. And now we get the last Jedi, and we and we we went to well, let's, we went to Star Wars Celebration, um, mm -hmm. Orlando. We saw the trailer there. What, what was just quickly before we get into the last Jedi and your love for it? What was the what was it like being in Orlando um, for you as a Star Wars fan? 
So it was gigantic. And I don't know if you remember this part, but I'm going to even go back uh, a couple months before that for a moment, if I could, James, because if you remember the fact that it was like, you know, you're building up to it and you had episode eight coming out. But do you remember what day uh, oh, the title right. yes. the last yes. was yes. announced? It was, it was on your stinking birthday. On my birthday, they announced the title of the last Jedi. 2017, I guess it was. Yeah. They January 23rd, 2017. So that's a stupid birthday. If I if I ever come <laughs> if I ever come back to do the Star Wars uh, trivia, please include that as a question, if you could. <laughs> uh, but regardless of the fact, um, just the buzz going up uh, up into it, and the fact that we were going to be at Celebration, and we knew that the trailer was going to drop there, so we got to see it alive there with a whole lot of Star Wars brethren there in Celebration in Orlando was uh, was a pretty special, like in general, and just I I believe I recorded myself. In my reaction live there while we were watching yeah. it, right beside, I think, what where were we saying? Were we standing beside the big ad at? I think we were under the TIE fighter. It was a TIE, it was a tie fighter. fighter? Okay, yeah, never yeah. Yeah. We were uh, under the TIE fighter, and to our left was the Rancor, the famous Rancor. Yes, that's right, too. Yeah. That introduced me to George Lucas. <laughs> indeed um and uh so yeah that that was very special and just the fact that how long how long were we there for it was uh well you guys were there for longer right yeah i was there for long we were there for like four or five days so it was a good week yeah something like that yeah let's call it a so, week yeah uh but yeah just just being down there with all that and uh being in orlando for me for the first time and i think if I, at that point was about 15 years or 10 years or something like that Oh, was pretty cool. No, 15 years, yeah. 15 years. Yeah. But now you've got to go. See. First of all, we went through hell getting tickets for The Last Jedi because they do the stupid thing where they show the trailer on Monday Night Football and then you have to scramble to get tickets online. Right. But for this one, um, for Force Awakens, you actually got the tickets for us for Force Awakens because I was at some kind of event that night and I couldn't do it. And then you did that one and you went through, you're like, ah, and you were struggling. And then for this one, <laughs> This one was for me. I I got him this time because my dad, whose birthday is December twentieth, wanted to go opening night to see a Star Wars movie because we always took him like closer to his birthday or whatever. But this time he's like, I want to go on the open. So we got. I had to get tickets for him and my mom. So there's like an entire row, and I don't know if you if you remember, but we went on, and the only one we could get tickets to was the fan event for for the Last Jedi, and it was right. forty forty dollars. And for some reason, everybody agreed to spend $40 to go see it. Star Wars. We're going to love it. It's going to be the greatest. And we spent $40 and they gave us like half a popcorn kernel and like a, a like a little four minute video about how John Williams is great. And he is. No, but don't was, forget the Star Wars cards and the, the tops cards, which I think, and I think also I think they got the, upset more. But I think giving the cards upset more people than. <laughs> and I think did, didn't we also like technically see the hour the movie an hour earlier? And we saw than, an hour earlier, but yeah, but yeah. the age I was at was a big whoop de do. Like, I mean, either way, you know, if it was a day earlier or a week earlier, sure. But yeah, we yeah. Had, but it was forty dollars a ticket, which I think right away puts a sour taste in your mouth. But we all agreed to do it. We said, "Let's go do it." Then we went to go see the movie. And it was, um, you know, we got our one little popcorn. We walked in and we sat and we're like, ooh, what else are we going to get? And we didn't really get anything. And then we see people in the, in the United States of America getting all the coolest stuff ever. But anyway, the movies, I sat next to you in this movie. Oh, did I sit next to you in this movie? I sat close to you in this movie. And I don't know I if remember... you were directly beside me. I remember our friend Marsha was to my left, I remembered. 
Yeah. And then I well, think I remember, you might have been to my right. I'm not sure. I might have, but I remember my mom and Aaron were near me too because they both had the same comment at the end of the movie. But anyway, so <laughs> we're watching it, and uh, and you, uh, it, it really looked like I was trying to feed you like Brussels sprouts and beets. So why don't you? I don't want to get negative or anything, but take us through, like, as a Star Wars fan, take us through your your experience watching this movie. So, which you did see multiple times in the theater. Mm-hmm. We have to like, let's straight up and say you did see multiple times in the theater. So you're not a hater, but. So my thing about this one was, and I think I told you this because immediately afterwards, after we got out of the movie theater, we, were, we wanted to record our reactions. Right. <laughs> and I didn't really want to record mine at that point because I also like, it was the first, it was like, it wasn't like Attack of the Clones where I was just like, oh, that, that's good. Or, you know, that's it was it was fine. It was more like I came out of it like not sure how I felt about it 100%. I knew what I didn't like about it. I knew what I liked about it. Um, and it was about the weighing of the process that was that that was there. I knew the stuff that I didn't like about it. I just really did not like about it. And um it was just a case where it was like, I felt like I needed to see it a second time before I could literally give you my 100% thoughts about it because I was already leaning negative on that point. But I, but I needed to see, I, I felt like I needed to see it again because I felt like maybe I'm being too harsh on this. Maybe, you know, uh, maybe I'm just, um, maybe it's just affecting me in a way that I, that, that, uh, it wouldn't affect me after just seeing the second time because sometimes when I just watch a movie and then it's like the second time you just watch it again, you just enjoy it a little bit more because all expectation kind of goes out of it after the first time, like maybe partially what you were talking about, like with rogue one, right? Like how you thought it was clunky and then you watch it the second time and it just fills you with joy and just the stuff that you didn't like about it doesn't matter as much. after you see it for the second time, um, so I, I regardless uh, gave my thoughts about it for the first time. And then I saw it the second time. I think it was just like a couple days later, like two days later. And uh, when I saw it that second time, that's when I was just like, yeah, I, I, I don't like this movie. This movie is not for me. Um, well, actually, I have a question because you saw it the first time uh, with mm-hmm. me in that $40 ticket, which, by the way, I would say this uh, earlier in the week. It was the quiet, or maybe later. Uh, it's the quietest I've been in a movie theater when a movie's ended in a long time. Yeah, and and that's the and, one thing and, about the VIP cinemas, right? Like you don't really get like the big huge yeah, reactions as much. But but yeah, but I've seen other movies where people have been like talk, you know, at least talking after. This one was like pure silence. So, but but regardless, you saw it with us. We paid forty dollars, and my dad was very upset. <laughs> I'm upset that he paid forty dollars for that movie. Um, I, the reason why I'm saying this though is because every like a movie going experience a lot hinders on it, right? Like things if if you are in a bad mood going into a movie, there is a good chance that that movie is not going to take you out of that bad mood, and you that will be like you, your your um, emotions are going to reflect your opinion of the movie. So what I'm asking is like that happened. You were like, what? And then like the reaction in the theater was like very mute. I mean, Brock loved it, but but it was very like, other than that, it was very mute. And like my dad hated it. My mom liked it. I think my sister was like, uh. 
And like, so like the people we were with, like, I think, I think Marsha was like, I don't know. Like people were just kind of like very like, well, I don't even like have an opinion or they hated it or Brock who just was like ecstatic. But yeah. now you're seeing it again for the second time. And you say this time you really didn't like it. And what I'm asking long winded way of getting there is the people you were with the second time, unless you went alone, how did they feel about it? Did they enjoy it or not? And do you think that maybe if you would have seen it the second time with, say, Fantasia, you might be like, this is the greatest Star Wars movie of all time? So um, I don't like because I, I can't remember exactly who I saw with. I know I was with Jason, my buddy Jason. I think I was with my buddy Mike as well. The Jason who you. Well, I know, I, I know how Jason feels about it. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. So Jason actually liked it quite a bit because I yeah. think he just likes the characters so much that are in those movies. Like he loves Ray, he loves Kylo, he loves Finn, he loves Poe, right? So he was automatically like he liked it quite a bit, but for me it was just like like uh like what I the because he's not as close to the original movies, or at least he wasn't at that point, um, that possibly makes him more open to you know, some of the stuff that they do with the original series characters in, the, in that movie. Um, that could have been it, but at the same, same time, like, yeah, it, I, I, I don't know if it fully affected me. It was just more like, I just came in there and I just wanted to affirm my thoughts or, you know, disaffirm them if, it, if by chance that that'd be the case, but it's just a funny situation that I just uh, bring up with this as a, as an awesome comparison point, like me watching last Jedi for the first time is actually has some similarities to another movie. I watched for the first time just the other day uh, in Spider-Man. And the reason, or the main reason why I'm comparing these two is that they were the same type of reaction, but opposite at the same time. And by that, I mean, like I went into last Jedi and I was like, Ooh, the stuff I don't like about this movie I, is there, and you know, the stuff I like is there. But I just also I wasn't sure exactly how, where where I fell fell on that line at that time. Yeah, you know, I go see Spider Man, and I absolutely loved it, but I felt overwhelmed by it as well at the same time. Where I was just like, I'm so overwhelmed by this movie that I don't know exactly how much I like it. I know I like it. I like it a lot but I'm really looking forward to seeing it for the second time because it will help me reaffirm or, you know, maybe disaffirm even possibly my feelings about it a little bit. So it's, it's a case of like uh, uh, two movies where I had to see it for the second time. And in the case of Spider-Man, I will be seeing it for the second time tomorrow. Um, I will have seen it. By the time this airs, you've already seen it two weeks. Yes. I will have already seen it. I will have already seen it twice. Uh, But yeah, it was it, it's it's two very similar situations where, but at different at the same time. If that makes any sense. Yeah. No. Abs. Absolutely. Absolutely. But whatever. You you're a hater. So we're gonna move <laughs> past. So like solo was fine. We was solo was solo. I, I think you know expectations reality. Whatever. It was solo. It, it if that movie was made today, it would be a Disney Plus series. I think we can all agree on that. So we move past that. Last, we'll do the Rise of Skywalker. We went to go see that opening night. Same type of thing. It was a lot of fun. Blah, 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 blah. Star Wars. But for you, the big Star Wars, because of prob- and I could be putting words in your mouth, but whatever. I'm going to. Because of your feelings for The Last Jedi, The Rise of Skywalker was The Rise of Skywalker. There was excitement because it was the last one, but there was also the bitterness from The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. But in between all this is the show called The Mandalorian. 
They have announced a show called The Mandalorian. You mentioned earlier Boba Fett you were a huge fan of. You went for the Django Fett stuff. Now this Mandalorian show is coming. Walk me, like, take me through this hype level of this Mandalorian and your expectations for this unknown show on this unknown streaming service. Um, so when we, when I first heard about this, I mean, I wasn't hundred percent sure about it. would be like, Oh, Mandalorian. Like, that's cool. I like Mandalorians. I, 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 um, I am all for like, you know, exploring a show about this, about Mandalorians and Mandalore uh, and whatnot. And Jan, John Favreau being attached to it was pretty great, but I don't know if I felt like as supremely hyped about it as I became, as uh when uh we watched I, I watched the one panel the panel for mandalorian i think it was celebration right it was a celebration chicago, panel yeah it was celebration yeah. chicago uh and watching that one and then doing my reaction afterwards was uh was pretty special because literally almost every time i felt like john favreau came out of his mouth like started speaking in that panel he was constantly saying stuff that I absolutely loved every time he was describing this show, whether it's about being a Western uh, meets Star Wars, uh, a samurai film meets Star Wars. I mean, uh, it was it was just building it more and more and more. And, you know, just hearing uh, Carl Weathers talk about it and Gina Carano, you know, talk about her. Now. Uh, oh, did you use my? My camera there for a moment. Keep going. Keep going. Okay. Uh, but regardless, um, it was um it was that that uh panel is the thing that really, really got me hyped completely. But they blocked out the trailer in that panel, if you remember. They blocked it out. That's right. You I'm imagining you uh went back to your Phantom Menace days and watched it illegally. Yes, because um <laughs> yeah, it, it, <laughs> it, I don't know if you call it illegally, because I remember I watched it on Shop YouTube. Lit. It was on YouTube. Okay. Right. right. So well, it, 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 it came out, I came out on YouTube. I didn't watch it all. I just, I just saw like, because I believe a part of it was um, that scene where he uh, uh, walks into the, uh, the bar for the first time to get uh, me thrill. Right. That, that, yeah. that was a part of that part of that trailer. So just seeing that part was pretty huge. So your hype level is real. We did a, a cool little uh, show on the channel, like who is the Mandalorian, right? Because uh, we didn't know, and we were all wrong because he was an original character, which is great. The first show debuts on November twelfth. Disney Plus uh, first launches. It's the show that launches with it. What time do you wake up for Mandalorian the day it, it launched? Um. So I believe I watched it at the three a.m. at three a.m. Like literally when it when it when it dropped. I just plugged plug in and watched uh um the episode and it was this it was a cool dropping method but obviously because uh they dropped it that episode on it was a, it was the tuesday right i believe it dropped uh, no it was uh friday i think it was a friday okay Wait, no, it was a they, tuesday friday tuesday friday you're right that's what i tuesday thought tuesday and yeah. then friday yeah yeah yeah, yeah because they dropped the what second episode just a couple days after what year was that 2019 uh 2019 yeah so November twelfth, twenty nineteen was a Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, they they dropped that, and uh, yeah, it was it was cool because we we uh, literally went over to Brock's place, and he, I, and and Andrew recorded our well the, the first episode of Mandalorian Scum, um, and uh, that was that was very cool, and we got to talk about that that episode it was really awesome, and then and then uh, of course 
it would continue on from that point. I mean, you, you'd get episode two on the Friday and um, yeah, I was, uh, I was absolutely loving this show. Almost. From yeah. The beginning. It was a great one two punch because of the reveal at the end. And then you get right into it. And just for anybody watching on YouTube right now, Rob's camera has a one hour time limit. And that's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apologies. I just I literally just tried to uh, uh, disconnect it and reconnect it, but it was not working. It's not working. Um, you have a one hour. Li- you have a one hour limit, but we we don't we're not going to keep you much longer anyway. We know you have to go watch uh, the original trilogy on VHS soon. So, um, what will I need to know your thought, Baby Yoda? Talk to me about Baby Yoda. The first time we see Baby Yoda, did your head explode? Did you jump up and down? Did you wake your mom up? Did you go outside and throw snowballs at your neighbor's houses? Like, what What was your reaction to Baby Yoda? Um, You're back! So I am back. Yeah, I, I managed to get the, this, this is a different camera, as you might be able to see uh, now. Uh, I'm using my actual uh, uh, laptop camera this time. So, um, yeah, just, just so you guys can see me again. Uh, yeah, it, it, it was a pretty huge reveal, because obviously we knew that they were kind of, like, hiding something, right? Like, it was part of the reason why I, I, I believe they didn't they didn't screen that episode for like critics and stuff like that ahead of time, right? I think I they were think trying they, to hide it. No, I think they, I think it was after. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They hit it well. I think they they showed four episodes, but I don't know if it was after that one debuted or not. See, that's what I thought. I thought it was after it debuted. I knew yeah, I knew they showed them four episodes, but I thought it would have been have been might have been like yeah, might have oh, been like you, the, the, the first one gets day. shown live, and then you get to see the next three afterwards early. It might have been. Yeah, I can't remember. But yeah, anyway, yeah, they, look, they, they got us all. I, and, and you brought up the Celebration panel. The whole time on that panel, they know what they've got in their pocket. Like, they know. And every time, like, we've got stuff for fans. It's not. It wasn't what. Like, no one, no one predicted a Baby Yoda. Yeah. Um, it was... Uh... It was it, it was a dynamic it was definitely a reaction for me at that time that I wasn't gonna be able to fathom exactly how much I was gonna like this uh-huh. later. Like especially like you and I have spoken about so much. Like when you get when you get into season two of that show and with how it ends and all that stuff, like by the end of the season two, that relationship between Dinjarin and uh Grogu is just unbelievably well done like one of the best like relationships between two characters in a star wars film almost or star wars property in general like it's like it's literally if you if if you were to pair up two characters and just have them you know just be be in scenes together it's like grogu and dinjarin is like definitely my top five 100 like it's it's just such a special part of the show. And I'm very excited. I'm very interested to see uh, what season three is going to look like when um, very clearly this probably won't be a main part of the show anymore. Well, as a, yeah, no, definitely not. But as an, as a clone wars fan, what was it like seeing a Bo-Katan and Ahsoka and these clone wars characters moving from animation to live action, which is something that I don't think I ever anticipated seeing. And, and they did it flawlessly, and they did it in a way where you didn't have to see those yeah. show the the Clone Wars show to understand who these characters were. So, what? How did how did that make you feel? I mean, it was just it was starting to like. I remember when I first heard about it, I was completely hyped and you know happy that they were like you know a part of that announcement was you know Boba Fett was coming back to tomorrow Morrison playing Boba Fett, but it also started in the back of my head, like getting me partially a little worried 
But I was also kind of thinking, it's like, oh, how are they going to connect all this? Like, how are they going to bring them all in? Like, in what way are they going to introduce them that could make it um, accessible for, like, you know, the the common fan? But uh, at the same time, I was very foolish to even be um, questioning that because of um, how well they handled, like, you know, characters in the first season and whatnot. But it was also a case where it was just like... um, I, I was partially worried as to whether these characters coming in are going to take away from the main dynamic and the main dynamic of the show, but no, it all just complemented the show in general just so well. And it constantly always made sense as to where, where these characters were coming from and why they were coming in. Like, you know, from the way they introduced Bo-Katan, it completely makes sense with the show why they would introduce that character. Uh, from the way they introduced Ahsoka to the way that they ultimately introduced... Uh, Boba Fett when he came in. Obviously, they introduced him a little bit earlier in that season, but uh, first, but when they actually fully brought him in, uh, was done unbelievably well as well. Yeah, as a big, massive Boba Fett fan, I'm sure this is the time for you. Today, uh, what day is it today? When this airs. Yours airs on, I think, the, hold on. Let's find out what day it is. The people watch, people listening are like, I know what day it is. I'm living it. Yeah. We pre-record. You're, this is this is the twenty. I, I've scheduled yours to debut on Book of Boba Fett Day. Oh, okay. So here we are. It is Book of Boba Fett Day. I can only imagine what's going through your mind today. Obviously, you can't speak to it because we're pre-recording this. But you've got to be excited for for that series. I am. I am super excited for that series. I mean, now especially, like it kind of like felt like I was very hyped for that series. But like you know, regards to the fact us being fan of other things. Spider-Man was also a thing that might have been taking away some of the hype, hype, hype away from it at, yeah. uh, earlier. But as we're getting closer, and now as we are on this day, I am getting extremely hyped for this show. I'm very hyped for uh, this thing, like just the way that they've done the trailers and describing how it should, how it could be. Tamora Morrison's just he's like you know any way that you you can like hear his voice in uh, as voicing Bo- Boba Fett in. Uh, now the special editions, the re-edited ones, um, it's it's not the same thing. It's so it's so good the way he's playing him now, like the way his voice and the, the, the timber of his voice just always sounds so good. It's like oh, I, I, I intend to rule with respect, yeah, and so forth, man. And like that stuff just sounds so good. I'm very curious because this is also a show I believe they're hiding, like. They could be hiding a, f- a few things, a few surprises. Robert Rodriguez said that they've only been able to show stuff from the first half of the first episode. Okay, so there you go. So I mean, there might be stuff from other episodes in there, but he said the first episode, the first half is all they can show anything from. Right. So I, I don't know what it is. I don't want to. The other thing, I don't want to get my hopes, expectations too high. I can't expect another baby. I mean, they could throw baby Jabba, but I can't expect a baby Yoda, right? Like I don't know what's coming. But there's something fun on its way. And by the time people are listening to this, it's come and gone. <laughs> yeah, we will know. We will know that, you know, uh, the, the big surprise cameo of this thing is Wedge Antilles. <laughs> Probably yeah. not. <laughs> if that's the big surprise, then they failed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's coming. Mandalorian season three is coming. Ahsoka's coming. There's all these things coming. Rob. Star Wars is at an all-time high. Are, how happy are you to be in, to be a Star Wars fan, um, like a true Star Wars fan? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm very hyped. I mean, like, um, 
I, 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 if I'm going to say something, you know, it, it's like all the stuff like about possibly stuff not coming up is still like a little concerning to me. But at the same time, the stuff that we pretty much know is coming, like, you know, when it comes to the Ahsoka show, Mandalorian season three, Book of Boba Fett, which has now dropped, um, is is all very exciting, especially for Star Wars TV. And I'm very, very curious to see when uh, when we're finally getting our new Star Wars movie um and how 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 good it be how it will look will it, will it be uh rogue squadron will it be something else i'm uh i'm very anxious to see what it's going to be and we're, just, where and we're we're heading in the movies now yeah i know I, the the future is bright on streaming but in the theatrical side of things we gotta you know we have a, a long way to go to find out but let's wrap this up on this last note <laughs> Because Star, the thing with Star Wars is, I got into it once. You got into it when you were ten. Some people got into it with the Force Awakens. Other people, you know, maybe Rebels, maybe Clone Wars. Maybe somebody's getting into it right now because of the Book of Boba Fett. Do you have any advice for new Star Wars fans just getting into the franchise now? I mean, my advice for you guys, like if 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 you are getting into it right now, what's that, sir? Run, run, yeah. <laughs> no, um, what I would say to you is that if you're getting into Star Wars right now and you might, you know, might be, might be getting into it, it might be, it might be going, it's like, oh, I didn't really like those original movies. There's plenty of people that, you know, as, as, as great as Star Wars is, some people don't like the original movies and stuff like that, but um, they could easily come up with something that's just for you, uh-huh. like. When I when I mentioned somebody like my buddy Jason, Jason, he didn't really care for Star Wars, and that's why I'm saying it's like Force Awakens came out, and, and they introduced these characters like Ray, Foe, and Foe. Foe is my favorite. I like Foe is your favorite. Yeah. Foe and Finn are my favorite. <laughs> Finn and Poe and whatnot, <laughs> and uh, those became like his favorite Star Wars characters, right? Like they, they and he started loving Star Wars as a result, and he started loving even the original trilogy more as a result so um i have a feeling that something will come for you and um i just i just would mostly say is if uh you have expectations for where it should go and where it should be try to you know taper those expectations as Uh much as possible because they're going to write their own stories and whatnot and they might not be exactly what you want but take it for what it is as best you can. And, you know, maybe that could have affected me for like last Jedi more, maybe it wouldn't have. Uh, but uh, yeah, that, that, that's my best thing. And that's one of the things I try to do as movies as much as possible, because again, going back to something like Spider-Man again, there were so many expectations, so many rumors about what we were going to see. I tried to shove them onto the side just in case that wasn't going to be the case. Like if we weren't going to get what we did, what we wanted. All right, Rob. Yeah. Thank you. This has Thank been, you. A blast. Your camera's, you got a new camera. This one has a five minute uh, <laughs> operating time. So, gonna wrap it up. If, if it's takes... a five minute timer, that means my, my laptop's going completely. So, ex- that could be it. We should yeah. joke about that. Yeah. Uh, but thanks for joining me, Rob. Uh, this has been a blast. Before we leave, tell everybody where they can find you. You can find me at Robert E. McDonald on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I may potentially have some very exciting uh, shots to to uh to, to put on my instagram and uh twitter feed uh coming soon because uh yeah i'm gonna be going away for uh, uh a month or a month or so coming up in late late january give him a follow um and let's hope covid s- stops let's just hope it slows down um, let's hope it slows down 100 yeah, let's hope it slows down I, I mean, uh, for, all, for all we know right now the omicron variant might have might have like 
10,000 cases here on Ontario by that point. So. Not going to look. All right. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much, Hopefully Rob. Not. Thank everybody for watching, for listening. Give us a like, a thumbs up. You're not paying us. And give us a review and a five-star rating on uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. But thank you so much for saying you're spending some time with us. And until next time, may the force of others be with you. All right, we done. Hey, scumbags. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to give us a thumbs up on our video. As always, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Rebel Scum Podcast, for all the latest videos.